I've had the privilege of being in and around banking for more than 50 years. Lots of changes during that time. We've gone from ledgers to laptops, typewriters to technology. One thing, however, remains the same. Banking is a people business, and I'll be talking with those people that make banking great here on Jack Rats with Modern Bankers. Welcome to Jack Rants with Modern Bankers, brought to you by RELPRO and Vertical IQ. Each week I feature top voices in financial services, from bankers and consultants to best-selling authors and many more. The goal of this program is simple, to provide insights, success practices, and to bring new ideas to the table that you can use to maximize your results. My guest today is Martin Wise. Bobby Martin introduced me to Martin several years ago, and it's been a game changer and a life changer for me. Martin earned a BS from the University of Southampton and an MBA from the prestigious London School of Business. He has a 20-year career in financial services under his belt, having served in various capacities with Merrill Lynch, both in Europe and here in the United States. He launched RELPRO in 2015. I gotta tell you, I use his amazing system almost every day, and I wish every single banker who prospected did the same. It's Martin Wise on Jack Rants with Modern Bankers. Here we go. As I mentioned in the introduction, uh, Bobby Martin uh, and Susan Bell introduced us, Martin, and we became fast friends, and, uh, and I've gotten to know you pretty well, and I know there's a lot of good things going on in your life, and as I ask everybody as we start this program, uh, tell me something good. I have the, what's something good is that is that my my diehard um, team Manchester City won uh, won what's called the treble in uh, in I'll call it football you might think of it as soccer in in uh, in Europe this year so um, winning winning the English Premier League winning the uh, what we call the FA Cup and then and then the Champions League which they've never won before and um, so it was a heck of a season and. Um, for someone that supported them since the uh, the mid sixties through thick and thin, uh, that's something good. Um, I'll, I'll I'll take this down when the when the season starts again in a in a few weeks. But uh, you know, it was uh, it, it's good while it lasts. You, you know, being from England, I'm curious when you were a kid, how much did you actually go to soccer games? Uh, well, I played soccer. That's how I really got into it. I guess I was a uh, I was a I was a, a goalie uh, in in sort of elementary and middle school before I converted to rugby after that, um, and then I went back to being a soccer goalie when I was at, uh, at college. But um, yeah, we you're right. We we had we had local teams. Uh, I guess Oxford United was my local team. Um, they were they were they were never in the Premier League. Um, we used to go to some games. Absolutely. Um, yeah, not so often. I lived on a farm, and it was a little travel away to get to a to a soccer game but but no we were always uh there was always a soccer game within fair fair um fair reach and then when did you come over to the united states came over in 98 actually um 25 years ago two weeks ago um wow. i should have put something on linkedin about about it um uh maybe i still will because the official my, uh, my wife and daughters arrived on august 2nd of 98 so maybe that's the other anniversary but um yeah 25 years ago Amazing. And what brought you here? Why did you decide to come here? So 
I worked, uh, I had the privilege of working at Merrill Lynch for 20 years, 10 years in London, 10 years in New York. Um, and uh, we we had the opportunity to come over for what was going to be a, a two-year assignment in uh, in New York. And um, my wife and I looked at each other and said, well, yeah, before the girls go to high school, maybe this is uh, would be a, an adventurous thing to do for just two years. You know, we'll be back. Um, and um you know and so two years 25 years on we're still here but um yeah it was um it was a great opportunity that i had and it turned into you know i've sort of had my own little version of the american dream i guess coming over and uh, seeing um seeing what's possible here both both working in the headquarters of a major global financial institution but also but also the ability to start a business which i i yeah it's not easy you know that um yeah. Yeah. but but i feel like I don't think I could have done uh, grow, founding and growing a business in the UK in the same way that I've been able to uh, here. And I appreciate that. Well, you did start the business in 2016. And, and I'm curious, what was the catalyst? And, and I'm wondering, how much did your experience at uh, Merrill Lynch um, kind of frame what was going to happen with RELPRO? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I, I could talk about that for a long time, but I'll give you the the short the short strokes. Um, yeah, Roll, to your point, RollPro the product uh, was was born in 2016. Um, actually, the, the the forebear of it, um, and it's 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 still our holding company, is Relationship Capital Partners, which I founded in 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 2009, having just left Merrill in in uh, as I call it the uh, the beginning of 08, the right end of 08. Um, and um, it's uh, so that the catalyst um, for creating the product RollPro in 2016 was really the journey that we'd had um, in 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 the 20, 2009 to, to, to 2015 period at Relationship Capital Partners, and really um, at that point doing data and analytics engagements for for clients, which increasingly became financial services clients. Um, it, it, frankly, in order to see what what types of, of problems they were trying to address in applying data and analytics to business development and relationship management, um, there was a linkage back to Merrill. I mean, at, at Merrill, I ran I ran the global client coverage team, which was intimately involved in orchestrating our our go to market um, activities for fifteen vice chairmen who who were our most senior calling ambassadors, as it were, for the firm. And that got me into really the, the very, the application of data and analytics to very relationship intensive uh, client development, business development situations. And, and I was very intrigued by that and had some experiences and just how powerful that could be. Um, and, and so wanted to take that idea further. Uh, and that's what led to the formation of the, you know, the early stages of RollPro. Um, as it was, you know, obviously the 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 audience or the the, the client um, landscape that I was helping with at Merrill Lynch was very much board and C-suite, global company, public companies kind of things. Um, and because of the financial crisis in 08 and uh, and 09, um, that really wasn't an option to go and do something else for other investment banks. They had other things on their mind, and so really just by yeah, just by a bit of luck, really, and a bit of happenstance, the the early foundations for the company in 2009 and, uh, and 2010 were with the pieces of financial services that were, were continuing to move, um, and that was private equity and wealth management. Um, 
and particularly private equity focusing on small and mid-market businesses. Um, and uh, you know, our first client, and they're still a wonderful client today, was the was the Riverside Company, uh, who are a great private equity firm, uh, co-headquartered co in Cleveland and, uh, and New York. And they focused on small and mid-market businesses. And so we got to see the kinds of data and uh, just the kinds of real-world problems that people were facing um, in navigating that small mid-market private company landscape. Um, and that's that's what led to what we do. I want to talk about those challenges because I had an interesting question uh, when I was up in Syracuse for my good friend John Witkowski recently. And I want to ask you about that because it, it was directly about RELPRO. But mm -hmm. you mentioned the, the team, Manchester. Um, you have got a terrific team behind you. When you started, it was probably you and maybe a couple of folks, uh, but but you've generated and, and put together a really fine team, Martin. Talk about talk about the folks at RELPRO. Well, thank you. It's um I'm very, you know, proud with a small P of the <clears throat> of the team that we've pulled uh, that we've pulled together and that got us this far. You know, um growing a business is one thing. Um Bootstrapping it is another, which is effectively what we did. We didn't take any um, any VC or private equity money to do this. And so, to your point, what what else do you have? It's it's people, um, people and guts and spirit and technical abilities and and so on. Um, yeah, it gives me great pleasure to have uh, just appointed Raj Raj Mangal as our president. I'm still CEO, but as our president, uh, Raj. Uh, Raj joined us out of college as a as a young um, uh, programmer engineer on our technology side. Um, became uh, ultimately became CTO and and now president of the company. Um, uh, others, you know, Lauren Myers, who who is our chief customer officer, who you know well. Um, you know, Lance Rosenthal, who's our chief growth officer. We've we've been together. Well, Raj and I have been together for eleven years. Uh, Lance ten. Lauren more than six. Um, it's a it's a wonderful team, and we've uh, obviously been scaling it. There's 35 of us now um, in 14 states, which uh, that's other opportunities and challenges that come from that. But it, it's a it is it's a great team, and I, I feel very very privileged to have been a part of it. And and you know it's it's a journey. It takes a particular type of person to to want to be part of a you know startup formative company journey because it's not. Yeah, it's not a straight line, as you well know, and and therefore the uh, one of my former Merrill colleagues who went to work at uh, uh, what well, Thomson Reuters in the in the olden days, uh, she she told, said something that I'll always remember that um, a phrase that um, that culture trumps strategy all the time if you're building a business because culture is what you is what you have all the time and it helps you to navigate even as the strategy needs to evolve and I, and I I think we have a we have a great team with a great spirit and um you know part of the um, part of the mission right now is to obviously to continue to keep the essence of that spirit as we keep growing well you mentioned 14 states and I, and I'm reading this book now it's called the nine Phil Simon is the author right. and it's it's a it's really a great book and it talks quite a lot about entrepreneurialism and remote work you mentioned 14 states how do you how do you keep a team like that together when you're so remote 
Yeah, you know, I, I think the bottom line has to be around, on the one hand, a, 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 a common purpose and a good understanding of what the purpose and the mission of the, of the organization is. Um, communication, um, both, and I'll explain a little bit about how we tackle some of that, um, but, but also the sense of community as well. Um, and you know, there are numerous adva numerous advantages of remote working. Um, you know, the fact that we're in 14 states, mean, and particularly since we're serving a national, particularly a national banking client base, means that we can we can have our people show up at events around the country and meet with bankers and other people in the middle market finance ecosystem without putting them on planes all the time. It's a it's a huge benefit. Um, and um, but to your point, it's then a question of how to how to keep it all together. We um, we have a we've always had a, a strong um, operating sort of cadence, as it were. You know, we have effectively half of half of the Rolpro team are client facing, half of the half of the team are engineers and uh, and product specialists. Um, and effectively, each of those teams within the teams talk every day, every day they have a stand up there we're comparing notes on what they're learning in the market and what they're hearing and 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 so on we we always kick off the the sales and customer success week starts at 8 30 on a monday morning with a review of of our key uh, client relationships and what are we doing for our key clients and also um uh what what are the, the the trials and the new clients that we're onboarding at the moment so that everyone is on the same page about what's happening um uh and then stand-ups during the week and then every friday we've done this ever since uh Rolper was formed in 2015 um we always friday 12 o'clock the whole team whole company gets together and and they and everybody hears a piece about sales a piece about marketing and a piece about product development and so everybody in the team once a week hears the voice of the customer the voice of the market the voice of the engineering and QA team, and frankly, because yeah, we're not we're not trying to do a thousand different things. We're trying to serve professional business development professionals in financial and professional services in our way. And so, I think clarity of mission, clarity of purpose, opportunities for people to get together. The the other important thing is, even as we are remote. Every three months, we all get together. The, the team, we fly the team in from, from the four corners of the country. I mean, literally, we, our most recent hire was in, in uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, and um, so literally, the, and we have Tampa and Maine and what have you, literally the four corners of the country. But once every three months, we all come together. Um, we did that last week, um, partly business meetings, partly team, um, team building events, but also... Um, Last Thursday, we were all rolled up our sleeves and we did some community service volunteering at the New York Botanical Garden. Um, great to get out there and do things together and in a different way and just mix and mingle with, with our team. Um, but the New York Botanical Garden is also a client. And so we get to, yeah, we get to kind of pay back. And um, it's really a great, a great experience. So yeah, remote work, but community mission, and also just bringing people together once every three months, which, you know, if you've got 3000 people, you can't do that. But um, 35, you can do that. That's really great. Yeah, it, it's it's so <laughs> fascinating. Uh, you know, Bobby Martin and I uh, met, gosh, 25 or so years ago, 
got to know Susan Bell really well. And that was really all kind of face to face. Um, you and I have gotten to know each other and, and we've never met. met yeah. We've never shaken hands and we've no. never played golf. But but you know what? That you can this is a good example of how you can build trust and develop good relationships uh remotely. Yes. Uh, now, having said that, it would be sure great, and we will get together. But my what my point is, you know, I've known Brent Tillman for many, many years. And we worked together when I was with St. Myron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. And but but putting this company together, the modern banker, and doing all of the e-learning that we did and everything, we've we've not met face to face since we started this company. So you can do this. Yeah. You have to have trust, you have to build trust. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to over over communicate. Well, well, speaking of communicate, so I'm in this program with with uh, uh, 25, 30 bankers in Syracuse recently. And I was talking about RELPRO, and one of your client banks was in the room and extolling your virtues, of course, and that, that was great. And one of the questions was, because um, I, I want to ask you about what you do, but I don't want this to be a, I didn't want to ask it in such a way that sounds like a commercial. But the, the way that the, the banker asked me the question was so good. So I'll ask you, what right. challenges does RELPRO solve for bankers? Oh, Thank you. Um, well, yeah, clear mission, clear purpose. So, so what 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 challenges we solve is that what I always say is that if if a banker doesn't have RollPro, what what does a banker need to do as they grow their business? They need to they need to find companies. They need to find people to call. They need to know how to get in touch with them with with accurate contact details. They need to learn more about the companies and people so they can have a decent conversation with them. And they need to keep tabs on them. Well. If you don't have RELPRO, what does that look like? I, I, one of one banker from <clears throat> very large national bank in California told me five years ago she, when she saw RELPRO, she said, well, I don't have you right now, but but I, ha- I have a browser with 18 tabs open of all the different sources that I need to do to find a company, find a person, learn more about it, do things, this and that. And she said, look, in fairness, um, Eight, eight of the 18 tabs you're not going to get rid of because they are they are internal systems that I have to navigate with because we have a very fragmented internal environment. Doesn't everybody in a large bank? Um, sure. she, but she said the other 10, she said, you can get that down to like two or three if I use if I use Rollpro. And, th- and she said, not only that, but you've actually got better quality data. You've got it all joined up. Um, so you're going to help me find more companies, find more people, learn more about them, get accurate contact information, um, have a more informed conversation, and be able to keep in touch with them. And by the way, put that in my CRM so that I don't have to then kind of rejiggle and retype it and so on. So she said, "You're going to make me more productive. You're going to you're going to give me more leads and more and more things to do, um, and you're going to save me a bunch of time." Um, if we'd had this conversation a year ago, it would all have been about yeah, what well, bankers want to find companies to to lend money to them. Um, they, everyone had all this pile of money from the federal stimulus programs, and it was all sitting there waiting to be lent. We all know now that lend, lending is still lending; it's still there to be done. The the, the 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 complexion of it may have changed a bit, but there's still lending. But there's also gathering deposits. There's also paying more attention to existing customers uh, and paying engagement and retention of existing customers because money is not free anymore. 
And you know, there are interest rates and there are things to do and there are challenges in some corners of the banking market and there are mergers going on that, that, that disrupt the landscape and all those things. And so the modern banker, you might say at least the 2023 banker, if you had to draw a picture, it's, it's a banker with their arms and legs being just pulled in different directions, you know, lending, deposit, client retention, client engagement, and by the way, what's the most precious resource? It's not capital and money, it's time. Mm -hmm. And so what we help the banker to do, to your point, is to, to give them some time back in their day. Um, the large banks that rolled us out five years ago uh, did a time and motion study, and they figured out that for the commercial bankers that were using Rollpro, they were saving 15 to 20 minutes per prospect going through the, the finding, the qualifying, the getting people to make the preparing for meetings, all that stuff, yeah. <clears throat> 15 to 20 minutes. Bankers are not cheap. Um, they never will be. They're talented professionals. You take 15 to 20 minutes times the 100-odd uh, companies that they're needing to research over a period of time, it paid for Rollpro just as it was without any new business being attached to it. So um, the problem we solve is giving them back more time and, and also being able to genuinely help them find new people and companies to go talk to yeah and i i won't rant long but 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 one of the challenges that i see is with community bankers who don't realize the power of a small investment in a company like a RELPRO, like a vertical iq um because their bankers are generalists and they can't know everything about everything and they don't have the kind of tools that the bigger banks have the, the bank that I was mentioning uh, is a $500 million bank. They're right. not a big bank, uh, but but they do realize the power of education and the power of information at their fingertips. And to your point, save them a lot of time. Well, I use, I use the system almost every day. It's just a wonderful system. And it really has helped me save a lot of time as well. When I go out and teach banking schools, one of the things bankers ask me is, where should I get a list? Where do I buy a list? And those lists are old and stale and people are dead and retired and sold their companies and it's frustrating. Yeah. But, but you at RELPRO garner information from, I believe, over 20 trusted sources. Mm -hmm. Talk about how, how you get all that information into and aggregated into one system. Well, uh, that is the essence of what we do. You're right, and um, the how we do it is uh, is you mentioned them earlier. The great team that we have who've constructed this infrastructure and data data concordance architecture to bring it all together. Uh, we, yeah, what we're doing as well in the whole. I think I think it's I think one of the team when they re refreshed our website sort of captured this quote from me on our website. You know. Early on, uh, I I thought we were going to have to, when I founded the company, kind of create some super splendiferous, never, no one ever thought about it before kind of data set that, you know, involving technology that nobody even had ever imagined and so on and so on. What I realized is, that, you know, it's why it's a journey. What I realized is that actually the, the real world problems that people have, you know, you, you get bamboozled by all this. We'll talk about AI, I'm sure, somewhere in this conversation. But the, <laughs> if we have to, Martin. Right. But, but you know, people get bamboozled by all this sort of clever, really, really, really clever stuff. But the reality is that 
what we discovered early on is that the basic problems that people are facing in their working lives is are really basic. You know, to your you said earlier, accessibility to, to basic information that helps them, you know, find companies and people that they want to to develop relationships with or know more about what their clients are up to. The um so yeah, what we found is that the solution wasn't, uh, or at least our solution as we bootstrapped the organization wasn't to invest you know, millions of dollars in some kind of a pipe dream of a, of a brand new, do it, some, do it, no other way, no one ever has done it before kind of a thing, but rather to, to, to bring together and partner with um, best in class data or information providers that have a piece of the jigsaw that the bank is trying to get to with those 18 tabs, but um, but but basically, to your point, join and integrate and link that data all together in in the spirit of providing a solution to the most important person, who's the client who's trying to get their job done. And we found that the the data partners that we started to work with back in the early days, and it's still the case today, love to work with us because we we also take their data and we put it by integrating, we put it into a very sticky use case where bankers are getting value from it and if bankers are paying us we pay our partners and everybody's happy um and we we're continuing to add to that actually um i literally signed a, a, a new three-year data sourcing agreement yesterday morning with a with a company that as much as we have great contact information for business executives already um you know there's more to come and um and so that will come on stream probably by the time we've done it in, in late July, but um, it's what a summer project for us, but we're adding to it all the time. And there's some other, other additions that we're, uh, that we're making. We added, we added government contract data recently um, and uh, bankers wanted to, to see that joined up. We, we're also um, uh, with, within the next release cycle, we'll be, we'll be le releasing information about the wealth profiles of business executives so that that not only helps commercial and business bankers to be more aware of the, the wealth profile of the executive they're talking to, but it also captures that that trend that is has always been latent, but is now in today's banking market really important about banks having both a wealth and a banking relationship with business owners. Um, and we want to inform both of those conversations and therefore be able to help the broader banking enterprise even more than we do today. Well, and and you do it well, and I, and and I did you a disservice by talking about list because I I want to make sure that everybody understands that this just isn't a list. No. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, I, I was at a at this at this seminar, so I pulled up a, a company that I know really well, and I pulled up through their uh, retirement program. And I was able to show how many people are on the program, how much is in their system, their, their retirement system, yes. and who they actually use. And so when, when you start looking at all of these insights, Martin, um, it's, it's so powerful. And one of the things that, that you talk about is relationship mapping. And I'm curious if when you talk about wealth and 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 the the, the 401ks and the government contracting all all that, I'm curious how relationship mapping is is, is fits into this. Yeah, actually, uh, no, thanks for asking. Um, I do get that question a little, but not a, not a lot, uh, not as much as I would like in a way to get. Relationship mapping is why I founded Rolpro. So so when we when we established relationship capital partners, uh, relationship capital. It was the essence of the 
the connections that exist between people and and how that is a valuable asset um, and how valuable it is to tap into those relationship networks and and so on. Frankly, a little bit before, yeah, I mean, at, at Merrill Lynch, I built I built a or it was part of a I, I led a team that built effectively a private version of LinkedIn before LinkedIn even existed for Merrill, which which Bank of America still use today. Uh, which which was all about essentially helping to identify our relationship map. How how do how did people at Merrill know board and C-suite people that we wanted to to get to? Um, and literally, uh, people have heard this story before. I mean, the reason that I'm in this business today is because within three days of having the data available to us. Uh, at Merrill, we we won a six million dollar M and A mandate because of a connection that we found to a chemical company in the Midwest that was going private that we needed to get a meeting with, and we got a meeting because we found a very un unexpected way of being able to connect with one of the people involved in that decision. So I saw the power of it, um, and my original goal—that's why we called it Relationship Capital Partners—was to establish a very sort of who knows who overlay on on the on the markets that we could leverage for business development it turned out that that while those kind of affiliation based relationship networks work really well for public company board members who are all on five boards and they all overlap and they went to different schools and so on when when you're when you're working in sort of the the you know the the real world of smaller mid-sized businesses there are important relationships at work, but they're not they're not necessarily all of those affiliation based. We're all on the same board together kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the essence of relationship mapping and providing insights for bankers who are, you know, whether it be through COIs or their own approach to banking, bankers are are and should be relationship based people. Um, we want Rolper is always a part of Rolper has always been about providing insights into relationships and affiliations that people have in order that when we have a conversation with them, we can have a, you know, we, there are other things we can talk about other than please buy my products and please do a, a checking account with me. So, so relationship mapping in the original definition of the term in Rolper was all about uh, affiliation network overlaps and how to map relationships from that. Um, it turns out we also have data integration capabilities where we can pull um, relationships that are visible just by the email traffic going through a company and being able to show that within RELPRO when, when maybe your partners or your colleagues have a relationship with someone that you're trying to get to. So it's a not everybody wants that um not everybody think but but in the essence showing networks and showing how people interconnect is just it's always been a thing of interest to me and that's why it's it's a part of the role for solution it's outstanding and and but 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 there's more when i train and i'm still in the classroom and training and happy to do it and love it um i talk about pim and mim people in motion and money in motion. And right. both of those have one thing in common, they're triggers. And that's what happens in business every single day. One of the things that you've done really well is something called buyer intent, yep. which kind of talks about those triggers. What's buyer intent uh, as it relates to RELPRO? Yeah, so thank you. But buyer, buyer intent data is 
is effectively information which indicates the the web searches or the web content that companies employees are browsing um, at an above level above average level of uh, a peaked interest if you like um, and and therefore it by buyer intent data can indicate companies that are particularly interested at the present time in particular financial services or financial products um it, it sounds a bit uh it's like how do you do that well uh, well the the partners that currently we partner with zoom info who we've worked with for 13 years now um as as a source of that buyer intent data they're very good at it um, but like everything else we do, we're also adding other sources of intent data because there's no one perfect source. So we'll bring some we'll bring some more in there as well. But the buyer intent data is it basically comes together because when when employees of a company are doing a web search, um, we can't tell you that whether it was Jimmy or Sally or Fred that were doing specifically that search. But that search gets tagged against an IP address and the IP address gets tagged against a company. And so we can we can tap into information that essentially here is this company in the far flung part of the country that is looking for deposit accounts or is looking for 401k solutions or is looking for asset based lending, for example. And we've brought that data into RollPro. Um, we initially brought it in, frankly, Jack, because we thought that it would be helpful, particularly to bankers who were prospecting, who wanted to say, Show me companies that are interested in deposits, and I'll go and I'll go and source deposits from them. Um, it turns, and that's true. That's but it turns out that's only fifty percent of the value because the other fifty percent, which has come very very uh, evident, is again in today's environment. You know, clients have legs; they move. There's so much interest in 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 who's providing financial services. There's competition in the market, and so actually. The other the other 50% of the value of the buyer intent data in RollPro is helping bankers with their existing client portfolio, where they can come into RollPro one, yeah, once a week and say, right, show me every, every intent signal that is coming out of my existing client portfolio, not just my prospects, but my existing client portfolio. And then you can get good news because you can say, wow, Here's a client that I wasn't scheduled to see, but now I'm going to have a meeting with them to go talk about asset-based lending, for example. But you can also have, and this is a real-world story from one of our clients, where they where they saw that their client was interested in a particular financial product, but then some of the terms that we track in intent are also the names of banks. So, so not only did they see that this this loyal client was interested in this product or service they also saw that this client had been doing above average levels of searching for xyz bank which was a competitor of our client and and so all of a sudden it's not like they they then burst the door down to their client and and say what's going on but it says they go and see the client and they go prepared for a conversation that is not only evidence that there is an interest but also that there's a competitive play here as well it prepares them for the meeting so buyer intent is you know, we added it about 15 15 months ago into the platform it's really come it was something of an experiment it's really coming of age now because i think there's just so much dynamic in the financial market and and, and so much different demand for financial products and services and buyer intent data is a way to surface that and and give give visibility to the uh, to the banker
Unbelievable. Well, you mentioned earlier, as we kind of start wrapping this up, you mentioned um, uh, AI. So uh, I, I do have to ask because everybody's talking about it. Chat GPT, AI. How 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 do you see this integrating into your product? Yeah, it, it will come. Uh, the bottom line is, is it goes back to something we said earlier part of part of role value proposition is about time saving and and i don't in any way subscribe to the notion that that uh, ai will will replace bankers there's a human element to banking i'm not going to do certain banking or financial you know, financial transactions that are important to me personally or in my business i'm not going to do that with a robot um, i'm happy to get money out of the atm but yeah, but if I'm having a a conversation about how to raise capital for my business, I want to, you know, I want to actually want to talk to someone because I want I want to know that they understand what it is I'm trying to do, and I want to learn from their experience on how they can help me. Um, but I do think that that AI, as it's currently being uh, described or termed, is uh, is an ingredient in further efficiencies. Um, uh, and if you think about the way in which Rolpro is already aggregating a lot of different um, capabilities and information sources um, about companies, about contacts, executives, and also you've mentioned industry research, industry intelligence from people like Bobby and Susan and Vertical IQ. The, it is um, with, that, with that spectrum of information and others that we're adding together, it, it, it's it's very conceivable that we will start to use AI to be able to maybe provide a, a yeah a, 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 a set of a set of text or a narrative that a banker could use as part of their communication with uh, with a company. I, I, I'm not um, I'm not going to replace the human element of the banker then saying, well, I actually do want to still reference yeah the Chicago Cubs or the whatever in some kind of a um, in some kind of an email, which maybe ChatGPT didn't know that this person was interested in that. I'm not going to take away from that or the fact that we're going to have dinner tomorrow night and ChatGPT didn't know that. But the, um, but I think the essence of, of pulling together a, a, an initial draft of, of some of the content of a communication, I think, is, is relatively easily done um, with, with uh, some of this new technology. Um, and I think we'll, not I think, I, I know that we will incorporate some of that, again, to reinforce the time efficiency and time saving aspects of what Roper is all about. Well, you you did talk about in the last couple of minutes, you did talk about some of the new things that you are about to embark on. But what do you see down the road, Martin? What's what's going to happen late 23, 24, as it relates to RELPRO? Yeah, uh, thank you, Jack. I think the, as I mentioned, uh, one big theme that's going to unfold over, over the next couple of months is the expansion of our value proposition for bankers who are involved in wealth management as well. Um, uh, yeah, we You mentioned uh, the 5,500 data and retirement benefit plan information we put in last year. That was the first step in that direction. Um, these wealth profiles that we're bringing in soon will be another part of that. And so that will that will significantly increase our, our addressable market, both both within existing clients, um, who you know most most of whom have a wealth uh, division that we can talk to, as well as having bankers who want to do more in the wealth space generally. So so that's a that's a big thing for us. Um, uh, but but you're going to see as well the yeah it's, it's funny the more data that we bring in, 
you get these um, these sort of tangential side benefits that come in as well. So, for example, um, when we brought in the when we brought in the uh, government contract award data a few months ago, um, maybe I should have known, but I didn't. Um, that uh, included within that uh, every government contract award that is issued also includes the names of the you know the top five compensated individuals in that particular company. Well, that's it's not that it's not at sort of the level of detail that you would get in a public company proxy statement, but it's pretty valuable information about senior decision makers who, at the end of the day, are the people that our banking clients want to get to. So um, I think that you'll see us kind of repurpose some of this uh, uh, the data that we're pulling in, do do different things with it. <clears throat> you'll also see. Um, uh, again, driven by client requests, we're going to we're going to be releasing uh, the first the first pass of net zero uh, net zero emissions type of data, because what we find we've already got some ESG data within the Rolpro platform have have done for several years, but I think this informs the banker conversation. It's another dimension of the banker conversation, and whatever you whatever you think about um, climate change and emissions and and, and their, how, it, how all that works together, it's, it's a part of the conversation. It's a part of how banks are, it's another part of the decision process that banks are factoring in when they make um, decisions. And so you'll see that kind of data coming in as well. Um, I think the other thing, Jack, the other theme uh, which is worth talking about is the when you come back again to time savings, we talked about the 18 tabs coming down to less. The, the other big trend uh, <clears throat> for Relpro over the last year, which will get, which will be on another plane in the year ahead, is all around in, interconnections of the Relpro platform with, with, with the platforms that our clients are operating. CRM integration, we already have integration with Salesforce. We already have APIs that integrate with Salesforce. But I, find, I think that one of the themes within banks right now is more, more digital in, enablement initiatives, whether it be related to marketing or whether it be related to CRM and so on. So you're going to see more, not so much new features of Rolper, but more leverage of existing API and other connectivity types of capabilities where, where we can connect to the core platforms that banks have. And I, and I think I, I hope the 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 listeners and viewers were able to pick up on a lot of what Martin said. Too often, I think bankers look at this as a commercial banking initiative, but now you're looking at wealth management, which means that people borrow for uh, mortgages, uh, finance mortgages, houses, second houses. So the mortgage area, branch managers are looking for personal deposits always. So th this is really a fully integrated system for the entire bank. And certainly without sales management, this will never work. Integrating all of what RHEL Pro does into your team meetings and one-on-ones is really important. So I, at, at the end here, I just wanted to thank you uh, for the opportunity for uh, to, to have us be sponsored by you. Uh, this program is sponsored by RELPRO and Vertical IQ. And Martin, we value that. We appreciate that. It's a it's a huge pleasure, Jack. You 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 and Bryn are our pillars of the banking community and the banking ecosystem, the middle market ecosystem that we love to be a part of. And you now we we I, I'm always grateful to Bobby and Susan for introducing us all those years ago. Um, you're right. We've we've. Uh, 
we, we've, we've, we've built an incredible relationship, even though we don't know whether we're 10 feet tall or two feet tall, right? <laughs> and and um, we, um, no, I'm, I, I deeply value it. And, and my colleagues, my team that you've talked about, uh, deeply value our relationship as well. And we, we wish you a lot of success because the better the, better the sales managers that you're talking to, um, the more intelligently they'll be able to leverage and, and uh, get value from our information too. So uh, we, we truly value our partnership and appreciate this opportunity to chat this morning. Thanks, Martin. And uh, how, how can people get a hold of you? I know it's relpro.com, but uh, people want to get a hold of you. How do they do that? Oh, so um, yes, rollpro.com. And if, they, if they're interested just in learning more about Rollpro, there's a little button you can press to, to book a demo and one of our customer success team will be happy to, to do that. Um, if, if you want to get in touch with me specifically, probably, honestly, the best way is to hit me up on LinkedIn and say that uh, say that Jack Hubbard is a, is a mutual connection. And I've met several people that way and, uh, and uh, happy to keep in touch that way as well. So um, yeah, that's uh, I would say that's the best way to do it. Always proud to refer you, Martin. You have a phenomenal group of people and an outstanding platform, uh, and every banker should have it. Thanks for joining us today. Jack, thank you so much for the opportunity. Love, love talking with you always. Thanks for everything you're doing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jack Rants with Modern Bankers with my special guest, Martin Wise. This and every program is brought to you by our friends at Vertical IQ and RelPro. Join us next time for more special guests bringing you marketing, sales, and leadership insights and ideas that will provide your bank or credit union that competitive edge you need to succeed. The LinkedIn Live Show is also a podcast. Subscribe and get the latest episodes of Jack Rants with Modern Bankers podcast and leave us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and many others. Visit our website, themodernbanker.com, for more details. And don't forget to sign up for that public library that we have with hundreds of ebooks, articles, webinar replays, and others. You can do that very simply for free. It's themodernbanker.com slash public library. Make today and every day a great client day.